Coming up on Transformers University, we'll call some Witwickies, the Autobots will have a heavy metal war on the moon, and we'll meet some hungry, hungry nebulans. Right now on Transformers University. Hello, my friend, and welcome to episode number 141 of Transformers University. I am your host, Anthony Brucali, owner-operator, madman behind TFU.info, the website, the Tory Archive, this podcast, TFU News and Views podcast, and oh, so much more. This time around, we are talking Marvel U.S. comics. We're going to do four issues this time. Uh, we haven't done Marvel U.S. comics in a long time. I've actually... Wow. Uh, last time we did the U.S. comic run, it was episode number 116. So if you've been waiting for U.S. comics uh, as part of this conversation, welcome back. Now, before we jump into this Marvel U.S. comics run, I do want to thank everyone who has been a part of the Patreon. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later in the show as well. But uh, I've changed a whole bunch of things about the uh, Patreon membership tiers and uh, what our students get there. So if you would like to be a student, swing on by to patreon.com slash tfuinfo, all one word, uh, to sign up. Now listen, you can sign up for free as a Patreon member. Uh, I do do free posts and free updates uh, for for our Patreon members. And then for our students that are enrolled, uh, you can enroll as, uh, for as little as $1 at the uh, freshman level. Uh, that'll at least get you this podcast a full day early, uh, and I'll uh, get you thanked on our credits page over at www.tfu.info. And then from there on out, uh, the benefits kind of, uh, they definitely increase and become more interesting and more fun, uh, especially when you get to the junior level where you get uh, access to exclusive podcasts, exclusive videos. And even if you move up to the $2 level, which is uh, the sophomore level, uh, you earn rewards as um, early access to some of our YouTube videos as well as access to exclusive Patreon posts. And I'll, I'll talk a bit about that later in the show, but I do want to give you a heads up that at the $2 level, uh, the $2 and up is where everything is really fun is happening. So uh, definitely check it out. Um, I really do hope you join up. If you like this show, if you like the podcast, if you like TFU News and Views, and if you like the website, uh, or if you just only like one of those, uh, please uh, swing on by to Patreon.com slash TFUinfo. Okay, now that the housekeeping is out of the way, we are going to get into four issues of the Marvel U.S. comics, and we're going to start with issue number 40. And this one's interesting, much like issue number one was interesting, because it actually had a TV commercial. After a series of startling defeats at the hands of the Decepticons, the Autobots create a new breed of Transformers. They look human. They look human, but they're pretenders. Pretender Transformers. Pretenders hide the Transformers inside. The Decepticons have their own pretenders, strange and terrifying. Pretender Transformers. They've got the power to surprise. Battle of the Pretenders, new from Marvel Comics. And so, issue 40, having a TV commercial. So the cover features uh, Skullgrin and Bomburst, and I think it's Landmine uh, chasing them from behind, plus a little inset note that says, uh, at last, the return of Optimus Prime. Uh, this features art by Jose Delbo and Dave Hunt. And uh, before we get too deep into this issue and, and beyond the credits, um, just do want to share some sad news. If you didn't hear, uh, just recently, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Jose Delbo uh, did pass away. He was 90 years old. 
uh, just a couple, well, a little less than a month and a half past his 90th birthday. Uh, and it's just a, a huge loss to uh, the comics community overall. Uh, Jose was uh, one who would attend Transformers conventions every so often. Uh, he was he was a delight to listen to. Um, I would suggest and recommend searching out some YouTube clips of him talking about Transformers or about whatever other comics he worked on. He worked on so much. Uh, Thundercats as Super Pro, uh, Brute Force with Simon Furman, Wonder Woman, and a whole bunch of Batman and Superman books, uh, and he will be missed. Now, issue 40 also featured pencils by Jose Delbo. Uh, it featured writing by Bob Budiansky, um, inks by Dave Hunt, letters by Bill Oakley, colors by Nell Yamtov, and edits by Don Daly. And we open with Optimus Prime leading the Mechabots against the Bombasticons. Because, like how the song goes... Mechabots wage their battle to destroy the evil forces of the Bombasticons. And Optimus wins. Game over. Game over, man. It's game over. Yep, because it turns out we're inside of a video game. Also turns out that Ethan Zachary has built a company called Alternate Reality Inc. Makes video games as he's trying to get Optimus to remember who he is. Never forget who you are. Now, what's neat here is that we have this conversation between Ethan Zachary and Optimus Prime, and he's talking to his computer, and there's a camera on top of the monitor, and it's not too far off from how we do, you know, uh, Zoom and Teams calls today. And I have to say... Uh, from a book from 1988, getting that kind of nailed down in the artwork is, is pretty impressive. Now, Ethan Zachary tries to jog Optimus Prime's uh, memory with a newspaper over a recent Decepticon attack. Um, and he find out he has accessed uh, parts of Optimus's memory recently on the disc that has his entire brain uh, about the Ark and the Autobots. But no luck, Optimus believes they are characters in the game, and the same for Buster Witwicky. Now, Ethan decides, and I'm going to quote this straight from the book, uh, to program my computer to call every Witwicky in Portland. So that got me wondering, how many Witwickys could there possibly be in Portland in 1988. Now, uh, the Library of Congress, the U.S. Library of Congress, has a really good history uh, archive of old phone books and old white pages. And for those of you too young to remember what those are, uh, before the Internet, uh, when people would call each other on landlines, uh, the phone company published a book with everyone's phone number in it. And you actually had to pay to have your phone number removed from it to be a hidden listing. Otherwise, your name was public, and so was your phone number, and most likely your address as well. Now, they didn't have anything for Portland um, in the area. Though I did do a Google search uh, and, and a couple of, uh, I would say, um, less than reputable websites to see how many Witwickies are in uh, Portland right now. And I couldn't get Portland. But nationwide, there's about 11 in the country. Um, <laughs> just based on those num numbers, uh, I did dig through the Library of Congress phone books. And while I couldn't find Portland, Oregon, I did find Pomona, California from 1988. Now, it is roughly 10% of the size of Portland. And out of that 10%, you would figure... We should get a fraction of Witwickies in Portland, uh, especially one that would require a 1988 computer program to dial them all. 
zero, zero Witwickies in Portland, uh, well, in Pomona in 1988, which means uh, you do the math, 10 times zero is still zero. So um, not sure why he needed a computer program to call all the Witwickies in Portland. But he did, and eventually, um, with his Google prototype, Ethan finds uh, Sparkplug. Now, Sparkplug gives us an angry recap of the last few issues and then slams the phone down. Out in space, Fortress Maximus is being repaired on the Steelhaven, and Spike reveals that he has actually bugged his father's house. Um, and here's what was going on in that phone conversation. Uh, Goldbug decides to head back to Earth to further investigate uh, the return of Optimus Prime. Now, he finds uh, Ethan Zachary's headquarters and uh, the computer Optimus, and together Ethan and Goldbug uh, try to figure out what to do. Uh, and Ethan hacks into uh, a genetics lab, the one in the newspaper that the Decepticons had just recently taken over. Uh, we find out that Ethan's college nickname was King Hacker. What does he do when he hacks through? Well, he sends Optimus through the internet tube to the lab. And yes, uh, people who <laughs> were adults in the 80s uh, literally believe the internet is a series of tubes, as evidenced by this. They, 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 they deliver in other ways, but they want to deliver vast amounts of information over the Internet. And again, the Internet is not something that you just dump something on. It's not a big truck. It's, it's a series of tubes. And if you don't understand, those tubes can be filled. And if they're filled, when you put your message in, it gets in line. It's going to be delayed by anyone that puts into that tube enormous amounts of material. Now, if you don't know what that is, please just Google <laughs> Internet series of tubes. Uh, Optimus finds the Decepticons as they create pretenders. And he gets caught in a data search. And then he gets caught in a torrent. And I'm going to screen grab that and throw that up somewhere because... Uh, uh, the terminology is fantastic, right? Because that means Optimus is now pirating information via torrent uh, to bring back to Ethan Zachary's lab, and that's exactly what he does. Uh, the Autobots then copy the pirated pretender technology and uh, to make their own pretenders. Optimus decides he wants to go back as bait, but Goldbug doesn't want him to die again, to which Optimus says, uh, if I die, you can always recreate me. Um, scary how true that one panel is uh i'm going to post that up to the socials i've already actually placed it up on the patreon if you haven't been there patreon.com slash tfu info um that is arguably the most poignant panel in the history of the marvel run now we found that the decepticon pretenders are sent on a mission and the autobot pretenders are defending uh the lab uh, this lab that they're protecting. Uh, Optimus commands his team to victory, and then Scorponok on the back end uh, enters the computer to attack Optimus. Uh, but we find out it was a trap all along. Optimus defeats Scorponok with a data surge, and the Decepticons retreat. Optimus still thinks he's a game, and he is stuck in his disc. And that is the end of the issue. Um, overall, it's a pretty cool issue. Uh, it's it's kind of got some neat 80s computer uh, thinking <laughs> it, uh, as you see from me making fun of it um, but it, overall it's still a good time now that takes us to issue number 41 entitled Totaled uh, on the cover is a battle royale between the Autobots and Decepticons uh, it is my all time favorite personal cover drawn by Jose Delbo with inks by Dave Hunt uh, and there's just so much going on in there the scale is kind of wacky um, but it really is just such a neat cover. Uh, there, there are Transformers from like every uh, 
year up until that point from 84 through 88 uh pretenders and g1 cars and uh, i think there's an insecticon on the cover somewhere but it's just uh, it's so cool uh this is by far my favorite cover of uh the marvel us run uh i haven't really experienced all the covers of the marvel uk run uh so i will reserve judgment there but i i do love this cover and it features writing by Bob Budiansky, pencils by Jose Delpo, inks by uh, Danny Bulandi, and we'll get back to him in just a second. Uh, letters by Bill Oakley, colors without a U by Nell Yamtov, and edits by Don Daly. Now, Danny Bulandi, uh, born in the Philippines, got his start at DC in 1975, was an inker at Marvel through the 80s and 90s, uh, worked on Micronauts, Captain America, including The Streets of Poison. Uh, storyline, which is one of my personal favorites, uh, Fantastic Four, Quasar, Avengers West Coast. Fun fact, he was also a storyboard artist on season three of the Transformers cartoon, uh, which is one of, makes him one of the few people to work on both the comic and the cartoon. Now, what I also found out about uh, Danny Bolandi is that he was an avid singer of Filipino uh, love songs and recorded a whole bunch under the name uh, Danny Harana. And, of course, he has a YouTube page, so let's give a quick listen. Kung bakit sa tuwina ay naalala Naglahong ligaya sa iya Ko'y may dusa Kapag naalala Lumipas Na araw Sinta Now sadly, Danny Bolandi Passed away in November of 2022 Chronic heart failure He was 76 years old Now this starts with Fortress Maximus, Highbrow uh, Brainstorm, and Goldbug Trying to rebuild body for optimus prime but they have no luck and in fact the opening splash page is kind of a tribute to uh issue 24 where optimus gets blown up at the very end uh and his body just won't stay together now on the radio we get a uh, hot rod who has tracked down the arc maybe they can help on the arc uh we get introduced to grimlock performing as his king of the Autobots at this point, wearing his crown. Uh, his speech is now similar to that of the cartoon, which it wasn't really before. And uh, as much as Ratchet is trying to interject with things that he needs to do, uh, no one wants to listen to Ratchet. But they get an incoming signal from the Steelhaven. Uh, Fortress Maximus and the team from the Steelhaven come aboard. Uh, these are team leaders and officers, uh, and they're introduced as Point Black leader of the Target Masters, Scattershot leader of the Technobots. Landmine, Landmine, leader of the Pretenders, and uh, Grotusk, uh, who is their information officer. Uh, and throughout this exchange, uh, Grimlock refuses to call Fortress Maximus by his proper name, uh, calls him Fruit Loop Multipuck, uh, Fork Tongue Maxi Face, and uh, Full Strength Motley Puss. Uh, so Grimlock, not being able to get Fortress Maximus's name correct, is either him just being a jerk or him not being very bright. Either way, it does lead to uh, some fun interchanges between the two. Now, Fork Tongue Maxiface shows uh, the disc of Optimus Prime and uh, reveals that he, in fact, is also binary bonded to uh, Spike. 
uh, Grimlock, uh, disgusted by the human Cybertronian combination, and finding out that Goldbug is aboard the Steelhaven, wants Goldbug arrested. And uh, Goldbug does turn himself in to avoid an incident. Grimlock then votes uh, Trial by Combat, which is an ancient Autobot tradition, uh, just like in Heavy Metal War. <laughs> so Fortress Maximus and Grimlock will now fight each other to become the leader of the Autobots. Um, in the brig, Goldbug reunites with Blaster and convinces him to stand in for Fortress Maximus as his champion. Elsewhere, the Decepticons are on their flying island uh, with, with Buster Witwicky as their prisoner, and they realize all the Autobots are together and plan an attack to wipe them all out once and for all. They land on Earth's moon, and the Autobots from both ships disembark uh, for the contest. And this is another uh, incredible bit of art, uh, kind of lazy coloring by, by Nel Yamtov going uh, blues across for everyone, but I assume that is for time. Uh, you have the art crew coming out, which is mostly like 84 and 85 guys, plus the aerial bots. Uh, we see Sunstreaker for the uh, first time since Shockwave ripped him apart. And then we also see the uh, Steelhaven crew, uh, which is mostly 86 to 88 guys. So we get a really cool, like, two panels of just, um, you know, sharks in the jets kind of thing, right? Like, we've got them all coming out. And uh, just being able to see this many characters all in one book. Uh, really does just does something for me as a comic book fan and as a Transformers fan. Like, uh, I just you know I don't know how to describe it, but it, it is just so cool and so much fun. Um, on the Steel Haven, three Autobots are left to protect the Optimus Prime disc. Those being Slapdash, Getaway, and Joyride. And if you know anything about those three, you know where this is headed. Omega Supreme is refereeing the fight, and Blaster and Grimlock throw down. In the middle of the fight, Decepticon ship attacks. Uh, it maybe kills Bleachcomber? <laughs> Not quite sure, but he got a direct hit from the ship. Uh, and then there's a, another great page of the Decepticons uh, coming to attack. And there's lots of great art in this book. This is probably one of Jose Delbo's finest pieces of work uh, as Transformers artist. And um, we have Decepticon attack. We have uh, a really cool shot of uh, Swindle blasting Brawn. Um, and then just all sorts of stuff going on between that and the fight with Grimlock and Blaster, which falls away from the main battle. Uh, at the Ark, the Constructicons uh, break in and rescue the imprisoned Decepticons from issue number 19. So that would be uh, the Seekers, Starscream, Thundercracker, Skywarp, uh, Rumble, the Red One, Frenzy, the Blue One, and Buzzsaw. And we haven't seen any of those guys in a while, but it... it, it technically making an appearance here right so really great callbacks to like every little niche of characters uh, that we've had over the first four years of this book seeing the battle in the distance blaster and grimlock call a truce and join the fight fortress maximus orders goldbuck to flee with optimus prime's disc and the crew on the steel haven grimlock and blaster turn the tide of the fight including grimlock shooting drag script through the back, uh, cutting Blitzwing in half. They both damage the island ship while the Decepticons flee. And we find out at the very end that the Steelhaven, with Optimus Prime's disc and Goldbug and uh, Slapdash, Getaway, and Joyride, is heading to Nebulos. So what's going to happen with the disc? Well, we'll find out just after this. Hey, want to help out this podcast or the website tfu.info? There's a number of ways you can do it. Let me tell you how. You can help us directly by joining our Patreon and enrolling 
as a student at Transformers University. There, you'll get early access to the podcast as well as exclusive behind-the-scenes peaks and perks for as little as $1 a month. Sign up is quick and easy. Just swing on by to www.patreon.com slash tfuinfo. Another way you can help us is by using our Amazon link, www.tfu.info slash Amazon. Type that into your browser whenever you want to shop at Amazon and a portion of what you spend will be contributed back to us. It's that easy. Finally, you don't become the world's longest running transforming toy archive without some help from other fans. We're always on the hunt for photos of figures and accessories we're missing from our pages. If you'd like to contribute, go to tfu.info slash help for a list of what we need or send an email to info at tfu.info. tfu.info, the alpha trion and omega prime of transforming toys. Now, back to the show. That takes us to issue number two, People Power, which features Power Master Optimus Prime on the cover by Jose Delbo and Dave Hunt. Uh, this book written by Bob Budiansky, pencils by Jose Delbo, inks by Dave Hunt and Don Hudson, letters by Bill Oakley, colors by Nell Yontov, edits by Don Daly. Now, Don Hudson's first appearance on this book, he started at Marvel while in high school, uh, which would put him in about 20, 21 years old when this book uh, came out. Um, and his longtime comic book creator uh, has done stuff with basically um, <laughs> every company you can think of. Also went on to be an animation artist on TV shows such as uh, Godzilla the Series, Men in Black the Cartoon, and Dragon Tales. Now this one starts with Dreadwind and Darkwing combined in their Dreadwing mode attacking a restaurant because their Power Master partners, High Test and Throttle, are hungry. Arriving in space is the Steel Haven, and a shuttlecraft brings Goldbug, Getaway, Joyride, and Slapdash to Nebulos. They seek out a gentleman by the name of High Q. Uh, they also meet some of his uh, compatriots, uh, two gentlemen by the name of Lube and Hotwire, and um, and a female named Kari. They want them to build a new body for Optimus Prime. Hi-Q catches them up on what's been going on on Nebulos. He and Hi-Test, which is one of the power masters that is with Dreadwind and Darkwing, uh, found a way to make all the fuel on Nebulos poisonous to Transformers. In the past, Dreadwind and Darkwing attacked and ran out of fuel and started to rot on Nebulos. High Test then recruited a criminal named Throttle, and Throttle stole the data for the Power Master process and cuts a deal with the Decepticons to be their engines, essentially, right? Uh, the only thing is that as, as biological creatures, uh, this made them ten times hungrier than they would normally be, so they have to eat a lot of food, hence why they're attacking a restaurant. HiQ agrees to help uh, with the team building a body for Optimus, but will not be able to refuel them once they get tired. And of course, they start on the refuel and eventually get tired. Uh, another one of Haikyuu's employees named Rev arrives with word of a new attack uh, from Dreadwind and Darkwing. The Autobots uh, roll out and they win in this fight, but eventually are exhausted at the end. Kari sees that they're dying, uh, but Goldbug wants to continue on building this new body for Optimus. Optimus is reborn and can now combine with his trailer. Uh, but he still thinks he's a game and then falls over from the pain of not having fuel or taking the Nebulon fuel. I'm kind of a little bit of a gray area on that one. Um, the Nebulons then volunteer for the Power Master process. So that would be Lube and Rev, Hotwire, and then ultimately Q for Optimus Prime. And then the Autobots recover 
They fight off Dreadwind and Darkwing with uh, Power Master Optimus Prime making his first appearance in the comics. And then uh, Haikyuu banishes High Test and Throttle from Nebulos. By extension, Dreadwind and Darkwing leave the planet, but so much Haikyuu and his team. The Autobots can no longer survive without them, so they have to go along with them. And Kari is left alone. The end. Now, what's interesting here, a couple of notes, one note I made here is that uh, the Nebulans are often called human in this story, which is not totally accurate, but I guess kind of is. I, I find that the um, the backstory of what happened after everyone left Nebulos is really interesting. And the, the Power Master process being like this stolen bit of technology is actually really kind of neat. Um, and we kind of see it even earlier, right? The pretender process is stolen by the Autobots. The power master process is stolen by the Decepticons. To so have this kind of arms race almost, right? Uh, it, but I do like the backstory here. Of like the Nebulans really trying really hard to keep robots off their planet, keep war off their planet. Now that takes us to one more book for this episode of Transformers University. And this one's an odd one. Because we're going to pause the story here uh, about Power Master Optimus Prime and the return of Optimus. And we're going to jump into issue number 43, the big broadcast of 2006. Now, if that sounds familiar, that's because it's a cartoon episode. And this is the first and only time, other than Transformers the movie being made into its own limited series, uh, it's the first and only time a episode from the seasons, from season three, uh, would be published in a Transformers comic. Now, I had heard that Dweller in the Depths, and uh, there's some notes on it, but the art is lost time, uh, that the Dweller in the Depths was also adapted to uh, comic form, uh, but was never released and never published. And that This one was, and um, features a cover of Rodimus Prime and Galvatron uh, duking out, and this one's by Herb Trimpey, uh, who is, a, as we've mentioned earlier, is a renowned comic book artist from the 80s. Um, and if you want to hear our coverage of the cartoon episode, you have to go all the way back, almost halfway back in the entire run of this show, to episode number 75. Now, a lot of people returning that we haven't seen in a while. This book, the story was written by uh, Ralph Macchio, who uh, wrote the original four-part miniseries. Um, pencils by Alan Kupperberg, inks by Dave Elliott, letters by Kurt Hathaway, who we'll get to in just a minute, and then, of course, Colors by Nell Yomtov, edits by Don Daly. Kurt Hathaway, uh, been a letterer on thousands of comics, no lie, thousands of comics, all the big publishers, Marvel, DC, Valiant, Image, Dark Horse. Um, I will just make a note that you've probably, if you've read a comic, you've probably read his work. Now, the story is roughly the same as the the cartoon version, so I'm not going to get too deep into it. The Quintessons want a canister that's on the planet of junk. They hypnotize the junkians through uh, TV programming uh, that they are broadcasting straight at the planet, uh, to which then uh, the junkions uh, share it with the rest of the universe, and in doing so, make everyone hostile. Everyone comes to the planet of junk to fight. Nobody gets the canister. And uh, eventually the signal is destroyed. Now, I did make some notes because there are some interesting differences and just oddball things that I do want to share with you before we wrap up this episode. Um, so the first and only main U.S. comic appearances of Ultra Magnus, the Quintessons, the Junkions, and the Sharkticons. Uh, one time in the text, Rekgar is mistakenly called Junkar. 
the text also mentions uh, the evolution of mechanical life in order to explain the quintessons, junkions, and sharktacons. And that's that's a piece that gets ignored. Um, you know, it doesn't really get brought up that the mechanical life could have just evolved other places. There could have been natural, you know, naturally occurring gears, levers, and pulleys on other planets. When the uh, quintessons lure the junkions to their big projection TV, they use this song. Which actually has a title, I didn't know this, it's uh, Thus Spake Zarathustra. Uh, it's an old classical piece. Uh, I always just thought it was the thing from 2001. Um, and then finally, in the um, view screen, in one of the last panels, uh, the USS Enterprise can be seen uh, fleeing as one of the ships from the battle. As we go complete 180 here, from issue 41 is probably my, one of my all-time favorite Transformers comics. This is probably one of my all-time least favorite uh, Transformers comics. It's clearly filler. Um, even at a younger age, I could tell it was filler. Uh, doesn't affect the story one way or another and uh, doesn't move things along uh, in any meaningful way. Uh, now, the UK version of this is different and we'll, we'll touch on that in a UK show in the future. What is coming in the future in episode 142? Stick around to find out. Thanks for listening to the show. Stick around to hear what's coming up next episode. But first, I want to fill you in on a few ways you can stay in touch with the show. Want to be on the show? Leave us a voicemail at 702-763-4838. That's 702-POD-4TFU. Or send an email to info at tfu.info. Be sure to catch us on Twitter at TFU underscore info and on Facebook and Instagram under the username TFU info, all one word. Also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash TFU info, where we post all of our podcasts plus special video segments, reviews, and live coverage of Transformers-related events such as New York Toy Fair and New York Comic Con. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please visit us at www.tfu.info, the world's longest-running transforming toy archive. And that will just about do it for this episode of Transformers University. Now, as I mentioned before, we do have a whole bunch of changes to our Patreon. I do want to encourage you to swing on by patreon.com slash tfuinfo uh, to sign up. Now, as I mentioned, there's been some changes, and let's, you know, take just a minute to walk through them uh, because they are going to impact how the show is done uh, going forward uh, to some extent and just want you to know what they are. Now, listen, you can sign up for free uh, to be part of the occasional update. Uh, you can sign up for as little as $1 at the freshman level. That will get you access to the show 24 hours in advance. It'll also get you thanked on our credits page at tfu.info. At the sophomore level, uh, you'll get all that stuff, plus you'll get early access to our some of our YouTube videos, as well as access to uh, Patreon-exclusive posts, which I've been doing a lot of lately. Talking about the 
current leaks for the 2025 and 2026 product lines, such as uh, Legacy and and Studio Series and some of the collaborative stuff and some of the Amazon exclusive stuff, uh, all that, plus previews of the episodes. I've already posted a handful of screen grabs from the comics that we talked about in this episode exclusively to our Patreon Uh we have some great conversation there, uh, some great back and forth, and I'd really love for you to be a part of it. Now, that's all at the $2 level. Now, if you join up at the uh, $3, the junior level, which is our biggest group, um, you get all those rewards. Plus, uh, you get access to all of our exclusive content, uh, exclusive videos, exclusive podcasts, uh, such as our Seven Figures podcast, uh, such as some of the other previews I've done for uh, various lines uh, within Transformers, and then uh, just some of my random thoughts as we we do things around uh, the world of Transformers and movies and comics and collecting. Uh, and of course, you'll get to participate in any of our exclusive polls uh, designed to uh, help uh, decide what happens in future episodes of this and TFU News and Views. Now, at the senior level, you get all of that, plus you get your name read on the show at the end of every episode, starting with this episode. And then finally, at the super senior level, which is our second most popular level, and that is $10 a month. Uh, you get all those previous rewards, plus uh, you'll have opportunities via the Patreon uh, to submit questions that I'm going to answer right here, either on Transformers University or TFU News and Views. Um, but you'll have a chance to create content for the show by asking questions. And of course, you really want to go crazy. And no one's taking me up on this yet. You can do the $50 a month graduate enrollment. And every month, you can pick a topic for me to discuss on Transformers University or TFU News and Views. I do reserve the right to refuse any topic based on uh, how I feel about how that will reflect on the site or myself. So with that in mind, we are going to do our first read of our super seniors and seniors. Supporters over on the Patreon, patreon.com slash info. So, big thank you, big shout out to our super seniors, Alex Mendoza, Eric Sire, John Forex Levengood, Jay Soups, Paul Heal, and Sean Hamilton, and our senior, Jacob Owen Lucha. Thank you all for supporting this, and everyone else on the Patreon, thank you for supporting and being uh, incredible students of Transformers University. With that, we are going to wrap up episode 141. I am your host, Anthony Brucali, owner-operator, Madman by TFU.info. Until next time, see ya.